0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v End, the sports betting network.
3: And running on a Wednesday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, that gentleman right there, the pride of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Sean King. <laughs> I am Tim Murray, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. After two periods, Sean, your Lightning leading two to one over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, just, just uh, had to take a quick poll uh, of the people as I as I made a a stop before the show. Um, a lot of people had the over tonight. Are, I don't mind
1: it, it going over. It is three. I, can, I mean, I'm cool with 6-1 Tampa.
3: I'm, I'm good with that, too. Yeah, absolutely. I did not. Uh, yeah. For game three, I played the under. Uh, that did not work out well for me. Uh, but I played the Lightning, and I played the Lightning again tonight. We talked about it last night. Greg Wyshynski was on it. You are not playing it, but you have multiple I, I, series I have tickets. to be
1: honest with the people, because I said I wasn't going to play the game yesterday because of all the liability I have with Tampa to win the series. But not help yourself. I couldn't help myself. I mean, Tampa was even money. I had to take Tampa. I mean, they were screaming. Tampa's legitimately got a shot to win this thing. So I went ahead and made a wager on, on the Lightning. So we got a one-goal lead, one period of play. Hopefully we can get an early goal. That would be nice. And create some cushion.
3: That would be nice. I am on. Because they're
1: power play. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a magnet on the puck. But, like, the puck seems – when they're on the Lightning's side of the ice, it's like every ricochet goes directly to the av stick. Like it's unbelievable. Like I I if we win this Stanley Cup, this will be by far the one we earn the most. Because they're really good. I'm not gonna they're really good. They're skilled, they're talented. The job Vaskalevsky's doing right now, I mean, Conn Smythe is his. We should have jumped on that four to one. Because if Tampa wins, I mean
3: Oh, it's it's over. They
1: might not even announce it. They might just give it to him. Like everybody just knew.
3: I think there's there's not even if and like we said. And it's a long, long way to go before the Lightning are hoisting their third consecutive Lord Stanley Cup. But if they do, yeah, Mr. Vasilevsky has got another. Piece I feel like of
1: the plus three eighty is, is well. Worth that'll play. be go-
3: that'll, that's down now, and if they win yeah. tonight, that that sucker is gone again. So, um, like we said, if you like the Lightning to come back and win the series, the play was Vasilevsky, not the Lightning. But Still a long ways to go. Still two twenty minutes to go. Lightning leading two to one. Uh, Thirty six seconds into the game, uh, Anthony Sorelli finds the back of the net. His third goal of the postseason to make it one to nothing, Sean. So just like that, the Lightning. And then for those who played first period over, I know Greg Wachinski was on. Uh, I think he said, I don't even know if it was a necessarily play. He said, if I were to play a total, it would be first period over. Some kind of way that stayed under. And uh, it did stay under. So you had a goal 36 seconds in and then no other goal. So first period under <clears> hit. <throat> and uh, we sit now 2-1. to one And you're in game here at Circa. We'll show you the DraftKings. But I had to peek over at Circa what they've got. Uh, total 5.5. Uh, same at DraftKings. Uh, here, if you think it'll go over, you can get some good plus money at circa plus 145 to the over, minus 165 to the under. And then uh, the money line on the abs, pretty juicy here for the Colorado Avalanche if you believe they can come back. Hopefully, for our sake, they do not. But plus 270, Sean, for the Avalanche but here it's, at Circa. It's
1: ironic because they're almost telling you that the. Lightning are winning. Lightning are going to win by two goals. I mean, because the puck line is plus 120. The Avs money line is plus 235. It's like they're trying to get you to bet the Avs. At least that's what it looks like to me, right?
3: Uh, That's what it would seem so. But we will see. Yeah, how about...
1: I hope they're right. Well... And I started to take the Lightning puck line, but I just... I I took the conservative route. I took the conservative route. I felt like even money, let's not get carried away. You're you're ironically on the puck line, the abs were the favorite team. So you'd had to play the alternate right total or not total, but alternate uh, puck line right. in order to get the lightning minus the one and a half.
3: Yeah, it was it depend on where you look. I played it here at circa <clears throat> I think last night when I played it at minus one oh two, it closed minus one oh three, so it didn't really move all that much. Pretty much stayed status quo, Sean, uh throughout the majority of the of the betting times here. Uh, as it closed, DraftKings minus 110 both ways. That's the way it opened. Um, Westgate closed Tampa a slight favorite at minus 107. So they did see a little bit more Tampa money come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now sitting 2-1, to one, uh, Tampa Bay heading into the third period. How do you feel from what you've seen? First period was dominant. Second period got a little. I mean, it was tied there. Nathan McKinnon tied it up uh, on the power play. How do you feel right now heading into this third period? I feel
1: like if Tampa plays a mistake-free third period, they win. If they allow Colorado to get multiple power plays, then they're really good on the power play. I mean, they're almost indefensible for the most part, like unless they screw it up. Like their ability to pass the puck with speed and precision is elite. And, you know, Tampa's got to play aggressive but not allow Colorado to get on the power play. If if that can happen in the third period, I think Tampa evens it up at 2-2.
3: By the way, uh, you've you've had yourself a night. You're watching horse racing right now on your iPad.
1: So Canterbury uh, Park <laughs> ha, in Minnesota has like a, a, a late pick five with a bunch of steak races. I actually got a shout out today. Uh, I saw Ken that Rudolph TVG. and uh, Matt. I forget Matt's last name. He's actually a two lane grab. Yeah, because I text Kim my play. And so uh, we got a nice little shout out today, man. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm watching.
3: Ken right Rudolph uh, who is uh, who was on our show. Uh, by, by the way, I had a horse uh,
1: named Stitched. Stitched Eight horse in the 8th race just one for fun. There
3: we go. Yeah. Just one for fun. Yeah, just
1: make your money as we do the show, baby. Once again, uh, no
3: text message. It's okay. I mean, you'd think you'd learn. I think at just some point I I Well, this
1: was like a boutique kind of situation. I've mean, never really bet Canterbury, take, it's not it's not a popular to save, track. Right? You know, you got a lot of horses that have never run at the track, you know, coming in. I think it's an all-turf pick five, too. So, I mean, I, I played it because I had a couple strong opinions, but, I mean, it wasn't something that I was, like, going to tell you to jump on because, you know, try and save you for the big days. I'm trying to slowly reel you in to oh, yeah? being like a, a horse guy.
3: I don't know if that'll ever happen. I'll listen to you. Like I said, I listen to smart people. Max. listen to smart what, people.
1: What are we, two and one right now? Early voting in the Preakness, uh, Mo Donegal in the Belmont. Yeah, and then we just yeah, Mo we couldn't nice. hit the Derby. By That's the sick. way, the horse that I loved in the Derby, White Abario, is running Saturday in the Ohio Derby. I think it was seven and two on the morning line, so may have something for you Saturday. I'll text you.
3: We got the uh, NBA draft coming up. We'll, we'll keep you t- uh, updated on that. Some uh, some different markets that you might be able to play uh, across the country. So we'll take a look at that. The latest movement as Jabari Smith. Uh, man, it, it's a market that is just fluctuating like crazy. And now Jabari Smith, who was as low as you know minus one thirty-five at some markets, back to minus four fifty. I I would be rather stunned if he does not go number one. Um, you know, I thought minus five hundred that early probably was a little too premature. And then you started to see the buzz and hear all of it. Now settling in twenty-four hours out or less than that. Jabari Smith, minus 450, seems about right.
1: So I gave myself a book report after yesterday's show, and I called all of my contacts in the NBA, and every one of them said Jabari Smith is going to be number one pick. But 90% of them also said I would take I know Paolo or Chet, which was really ironic. Well, it's so of- I feel like they think Jabari's the safe pick, but they also think – it may take Jabari longer to develop, mm-hmm. whereas they think Paolo—the the number I was told by multiple guys—Paolo probably going to average 18 plus first year in the NBA.
3: And I'm telling you, tomorrow night uh, when the odds at DraftKings come out, because they will post draft, they'll put up rookie of the year odds. Paolo will be the favorite wherever he goes, whether it's really. Oh yeah, I I think there's, I I think because of the ready-madeness of Palo. He'll be in Houston more than likely. He's not going to drop past 3. So, I think it might be close, but I would I would make a bet right now that, Jab- uh, that Palo will be your favorite to win rookie of the year next season. And I think that's probably makes a lot of sense. I think he's to what you what you've heard and what, you know, I've read, he's the guy and and from what we've seen to be honest. And I heard an interesting anecdote, you know, earlier this week. By the way, I have Arkansas who uh, just lo- loaded the bases with no outs and trying to get out of it. So uh, we will see what happens here. And it is keep it in the infield, keep it in the infield. Well, you would have liked the out. I would have liked the out, but if it they kept it in the, infield. but if it got into the outfield, it's tied up.
1: Oh, they do have two outs now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't see that part. So Ole Miss just made it too so to two at five. Detroit sitting there. I don't know if you heard, but today Detroit traded. Uh, Grant Uh, to Portland
3: for a uh, 20, Uh, 24 or 25 pick first round pick.
1: So I've got some, some people in Detroit. They said Detroit did this because they're about to make a run for DeAndre Ayton. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. So I'd watch that fifth selection because I think if you dangle five in front of Phoenix, they probably give you five for Ayton straight up if they're not considering paying him. Interesting.
3: We've seen, we've heard a lot of buzz about Benedict Matherin uh, from Arizona going there. Those odds have really shortened. I mean, they were as high as ten to one. Yeah,
1: he's my rookie of the year for him to go next year. Sure. I think he's a baller.
3: Yeah, I, I like him too. He's 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 really talented guy. I think the fourth pick is interesting. I I talked about this earlier this week. As the third period about to get underway, two to one Lightning winning, uh, and your odds right now. Plus 270 here at Circa for the Avs to come back and win. Lightning minus 320 to hold on to this lead and to even up the series at two. Uh, and we can dive into this more, but I would not bet Keegan Murray to go four. Even though I talked about it earlier this week, I think the wackiness of that fourth pick. A lot of teams like Jaden Ivey. I don't know if he. I don't think he ends up in Sacramento, but he still could go fourth. That's the tricky part. So that's why I wouldn't bet. Keegan Murray to go four. And we'll talk more about that as the show goes on. Third period about to get going. It is a 2-1 Lightning Let's lead. Let's go
1: Lightning.
3: Hopefully Woo pig Sui can close this thing out here in the uh, ninth inning. And how about some MLB talk with our good friend Cody Decker? He'll join us next right here on the Nightcap.
0: This is the Nightcap on v Send the Sports Betting Network.
3: Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at slash 10. That's slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Two to two now, Sean. <sighs> Never
1: easy. I'm not discouraged. I mean, but we got to do the same thing to Kemper. We just got to keep putting, you know, shots on net. You know, that was a fortunate bounce for the Abs. Again, I said it seems like the puck like has a magnet towards them. Like Vasilevsky stopped the, stopped the first shot; it ricocheted off of a guy's knee pad into the, the goal. But hey, we're playing a good good game tonight. I mean, we got to get some separation. You can't keep allowing these. Yeah, sharp shooters to stay within one goal.
3: Uh, Nico Sturm scored the tying goal there in the uh, early in the third. By the way, uh, shouts to Arkansas, got it done. Woo pig, they did never man. in doubt. That's big time. And let's bring in uh, not an Arkansas alum, a, uh, a pride of UCLA. What was the deepest? I, I don't know the answer. I'm not. I don't know. I apologize if I'm poking any uh, scabs here. What was the deepest you made it in your collegiate career in the NCAA tournament?
2: I believe I was knocked out of the super regionals two times by the same team, Cal State Fullerton, when I was at UCLA. And what happened the year after I left? UCLA beat Cal State Fullerton to go to the College World Series. Turns out I was the cancer all along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cal State Fullerton was really good back then. I mean, oh yeah, I remember Phil yes, Nevin. They like they were the squad.
2: Oh yeah, my di- my days there. It was guys like man. You had uh, Justin Turner during some of those years. Ooh. You had. Um, who, who's around like Carl uh, Cologne was there. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of random, gr- uh, grinders all through baseball. That's what Fullerton produces. Chad Cordero, uh,
3: Chad Cordero, yeah, Ricky Romero. Romero. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they've, they've always had a, a pretty solid program there. So I, I love the college world series. It's a little long, um, but it's, it's a hell of a fun thing to watch. I saw some Tennessee fans complaining today. Like, you know, we went six and one against all these really good teams. Like, I don't know. Hey, when they blew it. When you're super regional against Notre Dame, no big deal. All right, uh, let's get to to what you love to talk about, at Decker6 on Twitter. That is, of course, Major League Baseball. I know you're keeping a very close eye on the Atlanta Braves game right now. Um, How for real are the defending world champs? After this horrendous start, they've been as hot as anybody, maybe not as hot as the Yankees, but they have been red hot Are you now buying in on the Atlanta Braves as a real contender to
2: whether win the pennant, win the division, win the World Series again? Always was. Never wasn't on the Braves. I was only fading them while they were playing terrible because, quite frankly, I wanted to fade them while they were playing terrible. I was making a ton of money off it. Thank you, Braves. <laughs> now it's time to play the Braves because, quite frankly, this team is so much better than the team that won the World Series last year. Acuna Jr. out there. Everybody pulling away. Austin Riley. This has been like, I thought last year was Austin Riley's coming out party. Now everybody's really getting a chance to see just how good this guy is. Um, th- this team is electric. They're fun to watch. Matt Olson, I mean, the guy is just Freddie Freeman, only five years younger. This team is not going away anytime soon. Uh, the only problem they have to deal with is the Mets. And like you see right there, minus 255 right now to win uh, the A- NL East. This team is also good. They're both playoff games, quite frankly. The only team I think is absolutely should has has no business being in this list is the Phillies. Their defense is atrocious, and quite frankly, if they don't score ten runs every single game, they have no chance in hell in actually winning. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Marlins finished ahead of them. And the reason why I say that the Marlins pitching staff is maybe second to none in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, I say the Phillies have to score a lot of runs. Although I would say that the Home umpire didn't do Zach Wheeler any favors today. That was definitely a strike on that uh, strikeout throwout that would have got the Phillies out of the inning with the lead. I think they actually win today if that happens, but it didn't. But I'll say this. You mentioned the Braves and the fact that the Mets do get Scherzer back and at some point will get DeGrom back. How should you approach betting the Braves? Should it be a division thing? Should it be a – National League thing, World Series. What's the best approach considering that the Yankees are ahead and we'll get their best two pitchers back at some point?
2: What's interesting is I think you're going to get better odds on the Braves winning the pennant than that you will get them on winning the NL East, which is surprising. That shouldn't be the case. However, I don't think they're going to win the NL East. They have a better chance at winning the pennant. They just need to get into October, quite frankly, at the end of the day. This is going to be a unique playoff scenario. It's going to be the first chance we get a chance to see, one, a team getting a bye in Major League Baseball. I argue that that's actually not a good thing. Going several days without facing competition and you know live arms, that's going to actually affect a team in a negative way. I'm willing to put money on that right now, in fact. So quite frankly, I would be much more comfortable betting on the Braves to win the NL pennant, way more than I'd be betting on them to win the East. Talking once again to our good friend Cody Decker. Follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. I, I know
3: I'm not doing the proper host uh, thing. I'm supposed to promote everything that our guests do, but you do so many damn things, Cody. So I just say... Follow Cody on Twitter. He'll tell you where he is. He does a very good job of uh, letting you know. So follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. Um,
1: well, can I just say the Reds were tied with the Dodgers at 4-4 today? Oh, my God. Please oh, stop, my God. Stop. Stop. Can oh, my we, God. We don't have a
3: ton of time. Okay, I apologize.
1: They lost. Again. Yeah, they're back. I, mean, I know. That's what said. They were tied at one point. Because they're terrible. You know what he
3: said oh. to me, Cody? Now, See, he gets me rolling. I was just
1: saying we got to get some bullpen. You're help. not
3: getting bullpen arms. You're the worst type of baseball. <laughs> what are they? They're not buyers, John. Yes. They're, they're not saying oh you know who you know who bet on us Sean King that host on VEASAN. we need to call do- me
1: an optimist that's all I'm saying I'm gonna call you we're we're a closer away from being stop. legit
3: stop stop no no I'm not doing it we've done it too many times Cody you and I know
2: ben, where where we stand I just want to say that they're a baseball team away from being legit
3: by the way I, you were on the air last time when we made a cigar bet uh, the White Sox are currently ten games ahead of the Reds, uh, so that feels good. Yeah, they got their own yeah. issues, and uh, the Brewers are currently fifteen games ahead of the Reds. I have to get make sure I'm I'm five up by August 11th. So that that's where I stand on those uh, particular bets. But I want to talk about good baseball teams. The Yankees is yeah. this historic? Are they going to you know the the talk now right now? Cody is are they going to play you know match the Mariners of of you know 2001? where win-wise do the Yankees end up this regular season?
2: If I were to bet, I'd say right around 110 wins, maybe anywhere between 105, 110. Like, listen, right now they're doing historic stuff, and they're also doing it while they're healthy. Now, this is a team that doesn't stay healthy very often. I want Aaron Judge healthy every single game. I want him in every single lineup. Baseball with Aaron Judge is better in it, and what he's doing right now is borderline biblical. However... I'm not willing to bet that Aaron Judge stays healthy all year, and I have told many, many people this. I love Giancarlo Stanton. He's a former MVP, and he's absolutely worth every penny that the Yankees pay him. However, if you lose a Giancarlo Stanton in this lineup, this team will continue to win. If you lose Aaron Judge in this lineup, this team might not be the same team as what's lost. So I truly think Aaron Judge, whatever he's asking for, Yankees, pay him and then more. If he's asking for the country of Costa Rica, figure (laughs) out how to get him
1: Costa Rica. Yeah, because you can always move the training facility from Tampa to there and, you know, recoup your your investment. I'll say this, I think there's some regression coming to that starting rotation. I mean, Cortez, Taliesin, I mean, those guys have been pitching lights out. Of course, Garrett Cole's the ace, he's paid to be an elite pitcher, but do you think when you look at their barrel rates, their strikeout rates, their hard contact, percentages that there's some regression coming and i'm strictly talking from a betting standpoint because basically they're favored every night no matter who's on the mound no matter who's the opponent do you see some regression coming where they're going to have that 10 12 game run where they go 500 or maybe a game or two below
2: as of right now, no. However, I'm going to start pumping the brakes on probably strikeout props for a little bit. If you believe the rumors, the baseballs are going to be changing sometime soon, if they haven't already, and it's already hotter than hell all throughout the country, so the balls are starting to fly. The Yankees, I'm going to be looking to play them in overs, a lots and lots in overs, because at the end of the day, the Yankees play everywhere like they're at Coors Field. Unfortunately, they're not at Coors Field for them, but I'm going to be playing the overs. As for their pitching... Man, I don't know. They just don't seem to want to let up. Ty is a guy that I'm really excited about because based on his actual metrics, he has been having this steady incline every single season, and now he's breaking through to being a star. This team, man, they just have no gaps. They will have a gap, however, when Aroldis Chapman gets back because if they decide to take Holmes out of that closer spot, one, they're insane, and it's not about winning. They're just justifying a financial investment.
1: So, of course, I'm going to always be on the Reds bandwagon because I'm the CEO of that fan club. But I do have an American League team that I think I'm going to go division, American League, and World Series bets. And that's the Cleveland Guardians. Tell me if that makes sense or not. 20
2: seconds. It does. Uh, It does, because at the end of the day, they're playing above what we all expected. They're in a bad division. They have a chance to actually continue to compete in this division, especially if the White Sox continue to flounder the way they are. And the Twins are not a real first-place team. So I'm kind of excited about the Guardians. However, I'm still looking forward to the White Sox to break through this. They have a very easy schedule going forward the rest of the season, and they should be the best team in that division. You're the best, Cody.
1: Great stuff, Cody.
2: At Decker6 on Twitter.
3: We'll talk to you again next week. Cody Decker, go Reds! The Nightcap here on VCN.
0: <laughs> this is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: It is a nightcap here on VEASAN, Two to two. Colorado and Tampa Bay. Nine and a half minutes to go in the third period. The Avalanche tying the game up early in this period, uh, to make it two to two. It was two to one after two periods of action. And uh right now it, it, it is,
1: is it, a It's flor- unbelievable. I like guess I mean every loose puck goes directly to the af stick. I wish there was some kind of prop you could make like Deflections. How many of them end up like right on the stick of a house player? It's unbelievable. It's stressful. Yeah, it is. It is stressful. We're we're both pulling. I mean, you obviously a,
3: a little bit harder fandom and tickets. Yeah, I, I just got a ticket, but I, I want I want the lightning win. I want my partner to be happy. I want more hockey.
1: I appreciate that. I want, I want
3: good hockey. I want. That's it.
1: the first time I feel like you have genuinely like rooted, like with me and for me.
3: That is not true.
1: Yeah, genuinely, like you've done it. Like not true. disingenuously, but. Like, not like when you really like the fabric of your being was like pulling for this situation to actually manifest itself.
3: Well, why do I want that? I mean, I know it's funny because maybe there, maybe I'm wrong in this thought process. Uh, come on, like, oh, Darcy
1: Kemper. Darcy Kemper's been playing all right. Today. Yeah, but that's such a slow shot. Like, they got to shoot the puck. Like, shoot the puck with some confidence. Like, that's a. Ooh, I hope this goes in. Like, shoot the puck. Like, pick your spot, hit your spot. You know, if it, if it, if it's pad side high, then hit pad side high. You know, like, that's a little junior hockey shot. that just got sent at Kemper.
3: He's got 30 saves tonight. I'm sorry, 28 saves tonight. I beg your pardon. Um, And Vasilevsky right now sitting with 25 saves. Um Andrew Cagliano, he scored uh, the goal 253 into the third period. So your goal scorers, uh, Nathan McKinnon, another power play goal uh, for him. His 12th goal of the postseason. So you see anytime goal there, plus 125, uh, you can cash that. Uh, for the Lightning, your guy Victor Hedman, you've been very critical of Victor Hedman. Deservedly so. And he scored, plus 310. We need him. Anthony Sorelli, if you were uh, looking into a crystal ball and saw that Sorelli was 22-1 to one to score the game's first goal. Well, congratulations on that. He did score the game's first goal 36 seconds in. We stand right now 2-2, two two and uh, just taking a look at where we stand, the Colorado Avalanche, Sean, at least at DraftKings, have just ticked up as the favorite minus 120 to win this game.
1: I still think it's a pick'em. It's kind of where the game started for the Which most part. Basically yeah.
3: basically what it is.
1: I couldn't bring myself to hedge uh, going into the third period. Colorado plus 235. I just couldn't bring myself to do it.
3: Yeah. I felt like the price. Now, once again, I I don't have a series price like you. Right. I just have tonight's game. So, it it really wouldn't have made a ton of sense. I mean, I guess I could have locked in some sort of profit. But I wanted to pull. But it felt like, at least here at Circa, plus 270 was pretty juicy. with Only down one goal. And it being this Avalanche team, it felt pretty juicy. If I was
1: a neutral better in this I situation, bet, of course, I would have bet, yeah. bet Colorado.
3: If I had nothing pre-flop. But there's nothing about if me, neutral buts, in this game. No, no, nothing. there's not. Uh, but right now here at Circa and, and similar uh, at DraftKings, it's uh, just a slight lean towards the Avalanche. Minus 115, minus 105. Uh, Avalanche and Lightning right now here at Circa. In-game, uh, your total still sitting at 5.5. Uh, Could have got plus 145 on the over. Uh, there on five and a half, so uh, we will see a lot of people hoping that this game gets a three-three uh, yeah. out there in, in the sports book because I think almost everybody out there. I didn't see any uh, splits, but I imagine the majority of the tickets are on the over because it's been a three-three and uh, zero series to the over with these two teams.
1: I like the lightning in these tight situations, though. Like they got a knack for coming up with big-time prime-time goals. You know, it's just kind of been who they've been this playoffs. Not really the most talented team, I think, in a lot of these games, but definitely the most composed. I think definitely the one with the most mental toughness and kind of just that grinder that just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it, you know, never kind of gets completely out of whack, and then they find a way. So hopefully tonight, you know, they stay the course because they've been here. Remember the Rangers tied it up late? I think it might have been game uh, four or might have been game six. But then the Lightning found a way to score right before this. So, like, they've been in these situations and come through. So, we'll see.
3: Lightning did it twice. I mean, they were on the verge of overtime in game three. Mm-hmm. They scored that late goal to uh, to get in in the win column there. And, I, yeah, whatever it was, it was I think it might have been game five of the Garden.
0: Yep. Is
1: that,
3: that Right? I can't remember. But um, if you did play it, I just looked over my shoulder here at Circa, plus 330 uh, that this game would end after 60 minutes in a tie. So, uh, still got a long ways to go before that to, to come home, but uh, nice price there. We've had one overtime game already uh, in the Stanley Cup Final. Game one, of course, going to overtime with Colorado winning four to three. Games two and three were relatively blowouts. Uh, well, they were blowouts seven nothing and six two, and uh, right now though two to two. This has been a it's been an interesting one, back and forth, and uh, all tied up at two once again two fifty three into the third period. The Avalanche tying this game up. Uh, Andrew Cagliano, uh, his third goal of the postseason. So far, uh, Vasilevsky with 25 saves and uh, Darcy Kemper with 29 saves with seven and a half minutes to go in the third period. I do
1: think the Avs just got away with cheating. That had to be a trip. We might need some some referee assistance here. I mean, I don't care how we get it.
3: Well, while we uh, keep tabs on this, we'll try to – Splice in some some thoughts of uh, NBA draft and uh, and you know NFL as well. Uh, found this interesting. We were talking yesterday, might have been yesterday or Monday, about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Where will he ultimately Ooh, lay I saw in? a juicy tidbit. Josina Anderson, and we're going to put up the tweet. I'm told the Seahawks still have a high level of interest in acquiring quarterback Baker Mayfield, and behind the scenes are open to contractually extending him. Per league source. I also know that the process of collecting information and insights into Mayfield is still ongoing. That from Josina Anderson uh, earlier today. Now, you said he would not be a, pan- a Panther, and uh, I thought that was a, an, an interesting take. And I tend to agree more often than not, when things seem so obvious, it doesn't usually happen. Right. The Seahawks have been that team that's been floating out there, and Pete Carroll's been saying, oh, no, we like Drew Locke. Come on now. I mean, come on now. So how? let's just start with the fit. Do you like Baker Mayfield in Seattle?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We don't have anybody else but, but Drew Locke. Right. And Geno Smith. So, I mean, of course. And see, here's why I always thought Seattle was a destination. And kind of here's the problem with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's going to look great during the offseason because he can't get hit. (laughs) So they're out there in shorts. Like, he's going to look tremendous. Drew Locke is not. It's a reason that Teddy Bridgewater was a starting quarterback last year in Denver. And I love Teddy, and I think Teddy's had a great career, but he's not going to wow you with how he throws the ball, you know. He's not one of these guys in shorts who's just going to be like, wow, we got to have him as a starter. He's more of a guy that makes plays in the game, has a knack for being in the right spot, the right time, making the right throw, underhand sidearm, you know, when it's 11-on-11. 11 11. When Drew Locke can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater, that tells me everything I need to know about him in the offseason. That means he's erratic. That means his decision-making is very inconsistent. And so I just thought that at some, time, at some point Pete Carroll is going to have to back off the Drew Locke thing, especially coming behind the consummate professional in Russell Wilson.
3: I mean, here's the thing about Baker Mayfield, coming off of injury, he was terrible last year, but a lot of it had to do with injury. He was solid two years ago, uh, with you know, with, with a new regime there, with Freddie gone, mm-hmm. and there's part of me that that thinks you know this is going to be a great opportunity for Baker Mayfield and for the Seahawks. I mean, what at the end of the day, now the extending of him is an interesting wrinkle that Jocina Anderson reported, but at the end of the day. If let's just say the Seahawks have to pay pay Baker Mayfield 10 million bucks, mm-hmm. they they're not gonna give up much compensation at all. There's probably be like a swap of like seventh round picks. It's gonna be very minimal because we know that Cleveland doesn't want him. There's no value right now in Baker Mayfield in the trade market because they've gone out and signed Deshaun or traded for Deshaun Watson. They signed Jacoby Brissett. They're not keeping him. So you're giving up almost nothing. This and is, you're
1: upgrading into position. And you're yes, because he's better
3: than Drew Locke. hundred percent. And I think you're going to get now Baker Mayfield and, and most professionals should be motivated regardless. But I do think he's the type of guy that's going to really thrive in that. You think well, I don't s-
1: know if thrive is the word. You know, just because Russell Wilson has such a better arm True. than Baker does, and you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett who are used to Russell running around and you know launching these bombs. So they'd have to change how they play, but he's still an upgrade from Drew Locke. And listen.
3: Noah Fant, too, in the trade? You like Noah Fant? He
1: takes you out of the we got a tank to get a quarterback situation. You can actually be trying to win football games. And, you know, I think it's a good fit. I, I really do. I, I figured uh, Pete Carroll would come off of that perch that he was – Sitting the top, talking about well, Drew Lock.
3: It might have worked if if the price comes down. They don't have to pay for the salary, and they don't have to give up much compensation. Huh? Maybe it, maybe it worked out there. So we will see. But an interesting little, Wiley Coyote, a little nugget there today from Josina Anderson. As for Stanley Cup Game Four, still two to two, five twenty-five to go in the third period. Come on back right here on the Nightcap.
0: This is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join a bo- join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season and a weekly prediction pools to fight. For your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now, join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsible. Two and a half minutes to go in Tampa. Two to two. Abs and lightning. Will we see overtime here,
1: Sean? I hope not. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Me too, man. I hope
1: not. This didn't go well for us last time. I'd much rather the Lightning get a little goal here at the end of this.
3: <clears throat> two to two, right now, is where we stand.
1: Two minutes and six seconds left in the third period.
3: Looking at the uh, the live odds are right now down at DraftKings. Uh, last t- check of them, the Lightning were a slight favorite at minus one twenty, and uh, looks like it is now a straight up pick em. Uh, between these two teams, and we will see. If they head to overtime, as mentioned, prior to tonight's game here at Circa, plus 330 for this to uh, this game to go to overtime, uh, if uh, that was on You know, on I started to play that.
1: I, I, I was like, this is this got like a, a tight game feel to it. But it's just so hard to take the draw, you know? Yeah.
3: Clearly, but I wish
1: I had. I'd feel good.
3: Clearly, I picked the I still world. haven't hit
1: it yet, but I feel like – I made the right play, but I'm i I'd rather be sitting here, you know, hoping the lightning can figure out a way to pull this out like they have so many times before. Of course I got scared off the under. Everybody was on the over.
3: And now here we are, two to two, minute to go. No chance the over's gonna hit.
1: Well, oh, if the lightning score right here. You can get a
3: push. Yeah. I ain't going over. Oh! Oh <laughs> there was, man! There was an opportunity. Aye, aye. Woo, on a rebound, a chance for the Lightning to take a 3 2 lead in the closing minute here. Uh, but 40 seconds to go, and now we'll have a face off in Colorado uh territory. Oh, the
1: 41. net was open. Everybody could see it. Nobody to had go. the puck. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a game. What a series. I mean, this has been this has been tremendous hockey.
3: I tell you what, the whole playoffs for the most part have been rather entertaining. We've had a bunch. I mean, first round we had what five series that went seven games. Uh, I know the ABS took care of the, or excuse me, the uh, the Lightning took care of the Panthers and in, in, in relative ease there in uh, in the second round. But uh, for the most part, it is it has been a, an incredible postseason for for hockey. Mm. And uh, now Stanley Cup Final Game Four, looking like Lightning
1: you won know, won the, the faceoff.
3: We will see, but look, oh. looking like we could uh get extra overtime or overtime here with uh, 32 seconds. We to still go. got
1: thirty-two seconds. That's a lot of time left. I'm, what are you I'm, talking about overtime?
3: Well, I certainly hope that uh we don't get yeah, overtime. We've done
1: this multiple times. That is true. The lightning have done this. Let's let's win this thing right here. Let's not be on the ice any longer with these sharpshooters than we have to. Big face off coming. On the Avalanche's side of the ice, if the Lightning can win it and control the face-off, they will have 32 seconds to try and secure Game Four and send this series to two to two.
3: Come on, Lightning!
1: Ah, Abs won the face-off. Do they clear it? Get on. puck is still on the Avs side of the ice. Get one home there, Lightning! It's bouncing around. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I think we're gonna have. A- I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably gonna have overtime. I think
3: we're gonna have twenty extra minutes of hockey.
1: Hopefully not. Hopefully, Lightning plays overtime like they played the game. Thirty-six seconds in—is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I'll take that.
3: Oh, we're gonna get icing with four that is so
1: seconds stupid. to go. Like, why would you do that?
3: Four seconds to go. Sean. That is
1: so dumb.
3: Going back to uh, to game one where it was four three, the game winning goal came a minute and twenty three seconds. Into overtime, Andre Burakovsky scored. So, will we get a a marathon tonight, or will we get a short I can't get over this concise? icing.
1: I mean, how stupid can you be? Just hold a puck if that's what you're going to do. Jeez.
3: So, four seconds to go. We get a... Uh,
1: this would crush me. Okay, we got overtime. There we go. Overtime right. is plus okay.
3: 330. Uh, that this game would end in a tie here at circa, or end in regulation, Phew. in a tie. I
1: feel like I'm playing. No, seriously, I feel like I'm playing. Like my nerves are like I'm on a roller coaster. I just took my kids to Legoland, like watching them ride. I can, you know, they take the pictures, and I was giving them a hard time about what their faces look like. <laughs> like our people at home probably like. I mean, it's King on a roller coaster tonight. Like man, this is my squad. Like for me, this is the whole series. Like if we go back to Colorado two two, I like us in Game Five. If we go back to Colorado down one three, I just yeah, needing, you know it was a great run.
3: Needing to win three games and, and four chances right. against the Avalanche, that will not be uh no three and you had to win three straight. Excuse me, um yeah that that ain't happening. But two to two, uh, controlling home ice, different ball game. So here we go on to overtime. We go tied at. At two, so uh, anyone out there, the brave souls who took the plus money on the, uh, actually, this, see, I didn't check this, Sean. I feel like a dope now. Mm -hmm. Here at Circa, it closed minus 125 to the under. Money came in on the under, and sure enough. Yeah, I saw
1: that a lot. I I saw that quite a few places.
3: You get the under, yeah. I just wasn't touching the total. You had under at Circa, Westgate. Uh, you could have got, uh, if you shopped around South Point, it looks like they closed uh, on the total at uh, minus 105 to the under. But you're going to get an under for the first time in the Stanley Cup final, 2-2 two to two after 60 minutes of hockey. And now, overtime in the Stanley Cup final for the second time in four games. What, could, more, what more as, look, we... Wanting the Lightning to win, could ask for a regulation win. We'd be very happy with that. But as a consumer of hockey, yeah, what been, more could you ask
1: for? It's been exciting. It really has. And again, I just kind of, I'm so emotionally attached to this game. You know, I feel like I'm almost not qualified in these situations to give advice. Cause, <laughs> but I am betting my own coin here, too. So, oh, yeah. There's, make no doubt about it. I do have a ticket tonight that says Lightning money line on it. So, All right.
3: Well, let's give the folks the. What up- do we have going? The updated odds. Obviously, no total because it's going to land five. All right. Avalanche minus 115. Okay. Lightning minus 105. That's here at Circa at uh, at DraftKings. It is abs minus 120, lightning minus 110. So it looks like the consensus is they are, the abs are a ever so slight favorite. And uh, that's what they were around. It know, fluctuated, pre-game. but that's what they felt like pre flop. Yep. And once again, prior to the third period, here at circa plus 270 for the Avalanche on the money line, minus 320 for the Lightning. You got a goal, 253 into uh, the third period. So here we are, overtime in the Stanley Cup Final for the
1: second time. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I feel like it's 50-50 game.
3: I do. I mean, I I
1: don't really feel like any side has more momentum. Was, then the other, like, I truly feel like whoever gets the first power play is probably going to win the game.
3: There were a couple moments I felt like in that third period, especially after uh, Cagliano scored to tie the game up. It felt like, oh, man, here come the avalanche. Remember? They and were, see, I
1: thought the opposite. I really? thought the Lightning were going to come right back and score. Like, I can always tell when they're skating, like, are they completely locked in? They're locked in tonight. Well, we
3: finally, uh, we finally got an under. Your goal scorers tonight. As we uh, head to overtime in an overtime intermission. First goal of the game, Anthony Sorelli, 22 1 to score the game's first goal, plus 330 anytime goal at DraftKings. That came 36 seconds into the game, but that was the only goal in that first period, so first period under came home. Then it was Nathan McKinnon on a power play, his 12th goal of the postseason. Uh, you can cash plus 125 anytime goal there for McKinnon. That tied it up at 1. Five and a half minutes later, it was Sean's guy, Victor Hedman, mm-hmm. who has been so critical of, but he scores his third goal of the postseason, plus 310. That made it 2-1. to And then Andrew Cagliano, he scored uh, to make it 2-2, to 253, into the third period. And that is where we stand after regulation. So once again, under hits, plus 330, that the game goes to overtime. Second time this postseason. Sorry, second time this Stanley Cup final that we will have overtime. The last time we saw it was Andre Burakovsky, Less than two minutes in for the Avalanche to give them the win. Now, this game in Tampa, who gets it done? And
1: who's I'm going to say the Lightning get it done. I'm going to say Lightning get, get a power play sometime early in this overtime period. They get it done on the power play. Calling for a power play. All right.
3: What about your guy, Kucherov? Can we get a goal from him? Let's go, Kuch! Peter to Kucherov. Let's can we, go. Can we get that? Can we get a Lightning victory here. Two to two. After 60 minutes of hockey, what more could you ask for? First time in the Stanley Cup Final, you got an under or headed to overtime. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Come on back right here on v
0: if you dare.